Welcome, relatives, to another exciting episode of Inner Tribal Radio, and I am your hostess, Indy41. I want to thank all of you that have tuned in regularly, who have made Inner Tribal Radio a part of their daily activities. You know, if we don't support one another, who else will? Nobody will. And that's a lot of the reason why we don't see our businesses or our ventures or our dreams or our hopes take take flight, expand. If we don't, who will? No one will. I'm going to begin this evening's episode with some very important words. Thank you for tuning in. Let's let's get it relatives. Oh, oh. 
Time to remember to remember relatives. Here at Inner Tribal Radio, we want to encourage you to wake every part of your being back up. It's time to remember who we are. And the only way to help us remember who we are 
is to be those examples. We have a great guest tonight. And her name is Felicia Webster. Also known as With Love Felicia. Speaking with the lovely Felicia, with love Felicia. And um, I would like to, um, you know, make you feel comfortable and um, introduce myself. My name is Wei-Yu Aniha Nguyen, and I am speaking to you from the lands of the Lakota, the Omaha, the Winnebago, the Pawnee, the Ponca, Cheyenne, and the Fox and Sox tribe. Um, and I am a member of the Sichangu Lakota tribe. Well, it is a pleasure to be here when you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can <laughs> I have to practice. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. We're um, very excited. And um, what better way to introduce um, you but to have you in your own words tell us who you are? <laughs> that is a great question. Um, you know, I have been thinking about that for some time. Like, how do I say who I am and what it is that I do? And I think it's come to this, that I am a light being who is here to leave a vibrational impact on the earth through love and creativity. Absolutely. It is at, at this point, it, it cannot be nothing less than impact. You know, especially when the spirit and purpose is aligned. Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, um, you know, others would say that you are a poet. True. <laughs> an educator. Yes. An MC. Yes. <laughs> a writer. Yes. Um, so multifaceted, you know. Um, the list, you know, it honestly goes on. I mean, um, you know, your you know, your your path that you know, you went from the student, to the scholar, you principal, you know, um, you've been the non-traditional student as well as, you know, uh, a returning student, you know, uh, taking your education very, um, you know, taking control of it. You know, and, and, you know, what would you say, you know, in, in all of those studies and all of that you have accomplished, what 
were some of the things that made you you want to pursue an education or, or become an educator? You know, what was it for you? You know, I, I read up on you, you know, on, you know, some articles, you know, but, you know, that that isn't clearly, you know, that's just a perception, you know, of you. But what, you know, because I went to school um, and was the first college graduate for my family. And, you know, that's a drive that you, that's either in you or it's not in you. Where did that drive come? Where did that focus to want more come from? To ever really ask me about my education? Because most people know me as a creative and all of the different titles that I've been under the umbrella of a creative and an artist. So um, it's a great question, and I'm going to dive into it. My mother, who is now an ancestor and an angel, uh, was an avid uh, believer in getting a good education. Part of that came from, of course, uh, being a Black woman in America, but not only uh, that prior to that, she was uh, born and raised in Liverpool, England, and her experience with racism made her a cheerleader for education when she had children. So as the firstborn, I was encouraged strongly to get an education. And um, I liked school in terms of learning and researching. Now, there are some other facets of school that I did not care for at all. But in terms of learning new things, I was always excited to learn something new. So that took me into my undergrad and then eventually my master's degree where I studied education. And I have to definitely, and I say my dad didn't have anything to do with that either. He was, oh my gosh, he was definitely like a, you better get good grades kind of guy. (laughs) (laughs) Bless his heart, he did the best that he could because he always wanted his children to, you know, excel further and beyond him. So they introduced uh, my siblings and I to education, and I happened to be that sibling that went all the way through. My mom was an educator, and one of the yes, I can hear you. Yes. Okay. Great. Excuse you. She um, worked with preschoolers but then uh, for the majority of her educational time she worked with children and adults that had different learning abilities so some of uh, the students she worked with and adults one would say they had um, they had disabilities I just said that they had different abilities but just for the clarity of our our audience here my mom showed me compassion 
and love in a way that I had never seen before. And it made me really have deeper understanding around people's different experiences as it related to their lifestyle. So um, that is my background in education. And so everything that I do has an educational umbrella. I love sharing and teaching. And the other part is I really love learning. I just got a book in the mail today. What 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 would that be? What 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 did you receive in the mail today? I'm curious. You're curious. I actually yeah. bought a book on the science of mind and how to pray. Wow. Now I love prayers. Absolutely. I think uh, that is the most uh humane or you know, the most you know, spiritual being um thing besides, you know, obvious, you know, provide the basics, you know, shelter or, or you know, f- food or, or, you know, those safety, um, um, th- that type of safety that we can offer another human being right. or, you know, being, um, is prayer. That is, you know, one of the most powerful things that, you know, it only takes one individual you know, to do. And it it is very powerful. I had um, a sister visit the show by the name of Kristen McKay. Mm. And she helped me really, you know, um, gather my thoughts on what, um, about what solidarity was. And what she had said was that every time she, Uh, dresses every time she you know anything she does what she when she does it she brings her 10,000 grandmothers with her yes and I just I love that ever you know because you know of course I mean you know coming from indigenous um you know backgrounds that we're always taught to bring our ancestors with us. And it's, it's something that, um, you know, you'll find that Christianity doesn't allow, you know, they don't, they don't, um, there's not a dealing with ancestral, uh, what do do they refer to it? Uh, Worship. Mm -hmm. That's what they refer to it as. And I, you know, um, my ancestors are my saviors, okay. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, you know, but when she, when she said that to me, you know, and it just, it just struck me. And I says, that's what solidarity is because when I show up, it's me plus 10,000. Yes. Oof. That's so- just like, you know, just like right now, you know, Yes. And, and so it really helped me grasp on, you know, not what just my opinion is on or my perception, but what is so heartedly needed at this time. Yes. And time, 
you know, coming together on the two concepts, just, just these two concepts of sovereignty and freedom. Mm. Not only for the self, but as a collective, you know, that ultimately right there would be the greatest solidarity on behalf of us children of earth. You know what I mean? Yes, um, and, and so, you know, there is a lot of love um, that you put into everything that you do. It's, it's, it's present in um, your poetry. It's present in, you, you know, you are very charismatic, <laughs> you know, you, and just very, I don't know, you just, you radiate what your belief is. And it's very rare these days that, you know, we have women, um, you know, fulfilling their purpose. A lot of that having to do with, you know, the assimilations, the um, identity loss, yeah. you know? Um, and so, um, how do you keep it all together? How do you, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because even as you age, you know, it, it is, I mean, you're very beautiful and your work is beautiful too. And so how do you keep that vibration so high? That's a great question. Another great question. And it'll come back to, as I was sharing, it's prayer, it's meditation, it's speaking to my higher self, it's honoring my ancestors, it's, it's you know, having an ancestral altar, um, it is staying connected to other light beings and realizing that we have this journey on the planet to illuminate love. Um, I know I'm not alone. You know, um, I love what you said about the queen who said she is with 10,000 grandmothers. It is true. You, you are and I am. And so I call on them when I am not just lost. I won't, I won't even say that. I speak to my ancestors every single day. And so that is what allows me to walk in this path, to, to know that my higher self, my divine self, that spirit, that guardian angels and ancestors are with me, showing me the light along the way. Um, and it's, it's like eating. I get up every morning, I pray, I meditate, I read. And now that I am a newlywed, um, I do that with my husband. We do it together. It is really just a part of my everyday living. 
Um, that is what that's what allows me to be able to share my light in the world. Now, I did read that unfortunately you had to deal with you know domestic violence. Yes, yes. <laughs> And I didn't even know it was domestic violence. That was about 20 odd years ago. And uh, it was emotional abuse. And if you've ever experienced, or if our listening audience has ever experienced emotional abuse, then it catches you off guard because you it's not like you're getting physically hit, it's verbally hit, it's, manip- it's manipulation, it's isolation, it's uh, you know, you end up questioning yourself, your worth, your value, your your beauty, you, and it strips you in a way that is uh, what's the word? It just depletes you. <laughs> it just it is something else. But yeah, and I didn't know. But the wonderful thing is. You know, you always have the light. You always have access to the light. And I had friends that were like, hey, I think you need to go to counseling because you're in an abusive relationship. And I was like, what? You know, but I knew that I was drained every single day. And I knew I was becoming somebody that wasn't who I normally was showing up in the world as. And after I went to counseling and... I went to counseling for about, was it a year, a year and a half? I just was like, wow, I had no idea. And then I got excited because I had learned all this information about the cycle of abuse and power and control. And then I started telling all my friends about it and telling them, oh my goodness, that's what abuse is. This is a red flag. And and I started like losing friends. People didn't want to talk to me. Right. But I was right. I was so excited by this new information. I just wanted to tell everybody I knew, especially my close friends. And they just weren't having it. They were just like pushing me aside and spirit. I'll never forget it. Spirit says you have to use your gift in order to share this information. Right. And I said, What? And you have to use your gift. And so I ended up writing a play called um, Abuse is Not Love. And I won a grant, an art, an artist grant for it in Philadelphia uh, with the Leeway Foundation. And I toured uh, different women's facilities and shared it with some other dynamic women at that time. And... Uh, it did very well. And then I moved back to Omaha uh, and I found another group of dynamic women and then we put it on and it did very well here. Well, there, because I'm no longer in Omaha anymore. So it was uh, powerful. And so the lesson for me, you know, that spirit had given me was that um it is easier to digest information through edutainment than it is to just spoon feed someone. And so entertainment and education, back to education again, right? Simultaneously right. happening, allow people to digest 
the information versus me saying, girl, uh-uh. That's, right. that's abuse. That's that's a oh no, that wasn't working. <laughs> so <laughs> let me share, let me share something with you that I had. Um um not many people know that um Farrakhan had yeah. visited um Pine Ridge. And um he a lot of people are unaware of that his granddaughter is actually half Ugalala, which is that tribe uh in Pine Ridge. Mm. his granddaughter, her name is Lodana, and she often would quote Farrakhan. And this isn't, you know, this is about the use of repetition as well. And he said, you know, one rap song is equivalent to five of my speeches. Mm. You know, and not only does it show, you know, that the repetition behind, you know, just about what you were saying, the, the, the educate, you know, the um, inter education, you know, the entertainment part of it, you know, making it, you know, but that's kind of what, um, you know, I hate to say it, but that's how, you know, what white supremacy basically has led, you know, this particular group of people into, you know, that that's the stereotype that they get all of their news from hip hop artists, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, just the task of walking to the corner store, you know, it's, it's like the fear of, um, never leaving the reservation, you know, like, mm. leaving good, you know, and, you know, there's, oh, there, there, there changes here, yeah. you know, changes here. And we need, um, we need that solidarity and it's going to take, you know, it's going to take more than just that one person, you know, to going out there, you know, it's going to take a collective effort of us all. And, you know, um, the sooner that we can get to that point, you know, because this black and white thinking, it, we've got to do away with it because we, we live in color. And if you're blind, then you don't see me, you know? And allowing, you know, others to tell our story, you know, whether it's our ventures, our dreams, our hopes, or our history. Mm. Allowing the, those others to tell our story is how we got erased. Yes, you're absolutely right. Besides the, the genocide, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, and so we have to be supportive of one another. And if you don't see these platforms, this is 2022 now, you know, it's time to create them. Absolutely. And you too have created a platform. Are you still doing your um, evening show? Oh, yeah. 
She said, yeah. Love after, what was it? Love after dark. Yes, yes. No, I'm not currently, I'm not currently doing that. It is probably time for me to uh, rebirth that show or some show of its sort. So one, I want to thank you for having me here as a, a loving nudge to, hey, you know, hey, Felicia, hey. <laughs> you got to get back on. So, <laughs> you know, life, life has happened so uh, fast. And sometimes I think life can, as one of my good friends, Noni would say, it can be slow, but so many transformations have happened. And so I am in the process of really notating like what it is that I want to accomplish at this stage of my life and, and this stage feels like leaving a leaving legacy work i'm very yeah. grateful for everything that i have done and everyone i've worked with and everyone i've had an opportunity to connect with and now i'm ready to really leave like tangible tangible things on the planet uh, that will outlive me them impacts yes thank you thank you so much i want to make sure i go back and say something really quick when i was talking about my play love is not a beast when you asked me about domestic violence i want to make sure that i properly shout out the women of philadelphia that supported me which was my nana Inyo, ashley rosemary and natalie and then when i got to omaha we moved back to omaha at that time it was doriette danny d chap and paula uh so um, then I make sure that I'm verbally acknowledging them. And then I've had some other guests and, and beautiful people that were a part of that journey uh, as well. And I'm grateful to all the people that were able to weave in and out of different uh, shows that happened. And big ups to the same with Doris Moore, who always, 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 always made sure that she uh, spoke at every event in Omaha. Yeah. Yeah, and and you were doing those spoken word events oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. That those was Verbal Gumble with uh, Michelle Troxler, The Love Down Below, which started off um, the birthing mothers of The Love Down Below were Isa and Jaja. And then I ended up raising the baby after that, but I'm grateful for our collective spirit to come together to give birth. Yes, I okay, can hear you. Great. And then there was, uh, let's say, The Rue, which was for young people, an open mic for young people that also allowed or rather invited mentorship so there was always a guest speaker after that event and young people could connect and get into a mentorship program with one of the uh, speakers if that was the profession they were interested in. And then uh, let's see what else. It was the word <laughs> that I got a chance to do with Eric Ijiki and, oh my goodness, bass player. What was his name? Ben, Ben, I don't remember your last name, but I am so grateful to you. <laughs> so <laughs> I've had a lot of fun. And those were just the ones in this time frame. In the 90s, it was uh, Info Rhythms at Daisy Mays. 
in Omaha and uh, Poetic Fusion. Um, and then in Philadelphia, there was the Playground and Daughter's Den. Uh, so those are all the open mics that I, open mics and performance showcases that I have had a chance to birth or be a um, midwife and birth for another birthing mother with. So, so let's talk about busy, that. <laughs> yes, you have. Yes, you have. I know. Now that you said that, like I'm like, wow. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I first heard you in the '90s. You know, I my first stage presence ever was uh illis 99 at soco hall <laughs> and i i choked <laughs> yeah you sent me that that's right you said you choked but we all yes, and but the crowd cheered me on yeah and, and i ripped it you know <laughs> what i mean <laughs> I, um, I did um 99 and did Illus 2000 because that was at Ranch Bull before oh my it goodness, That's right. And you know, I was once a part of war, the yes. women's association of rappers, that's you know, right. <laughs> Lady Mirage, you know, before her name changed, you know. Oh my goodness, yeah. So I've got to, you know, um experience Felicia from the very early 90 oh, you know the goodness. 90s yeah when i was rhyming and beatboxing exactly <laughs> so let's talk about the mc <laughs> you really have to know my history to know that part of my life <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that's so funny I think, uh, not I think, it was uh, rapping and being an MC that really, of course, made me dive more into poetry because they intersect. You have to have a be a great storyteller and a poet in order to be a great MC. Of course. Um, wow. You know, skill. <laughs> yeah. You know, storytelling is the skill other people you know and and that's the other another side of you is the storyteller <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you and if you ever notice these things are supposed to go hand in hand they are you know and so you know you know I, that's what i want to share with you know uh, our listeners and and, and inspire you know, until we expire, but inspire other sisters, you know, um, you know, to, because, you know, the voice for some of us has been taken away. Mm. And, you know, I fortunately, you know, I, mine was taken away, but when I asked for it, back when I went to creator I told creator that you know if if I re could restore if my voice would be restored to me and really was it wasn't about you know speaking or 
or, or whatever, but it was the power behind my words. Yes. Yes. It was, you know, the power behind my spirit, mm. it was the power behind my beliefs, yes. and my whole existence and um, the, you know, making and the realism of who I was. Mm. And I told creator that I would only use these, this power of me to do what I am asked to do and to, you know, and, and pursue to keep in line with my, my spirit and my purpose. Yes. You know, I, um, I was, um, you know, uh, you know, sexual abuse survivor, mm -hmm. you know, um, as well as domestic abuse, um, a little history. Um, my grandmother, unfortunately had to take my grandfather's life, uh, back in 1973 and her winning her case because it was found um, <clears throat> uh, self-defense mm -hmm. at that time, you know, especially here, you know, in Nebraska. And we're talking around um, Ogallala, Nebraska, you know, out that way, you know, mm -hmm. so nearly, you know, mm, you know, non Indian friendly areas, you know, um, just her winning on self-defense was amazing, but it's part of why Nebraska doesn't have a self-defense law. Mm. And so, you know, I happened to um, be a cycle breaker. Oof. Yes. And, um, you know, and I just, I just try to um, not only give, you know, families of our missing and murdered a voice. Yes. You know, um, I also try to give um, those still in those type of situations. I try, I, I, I do my best to share my experience and, um, you know, be an example of how you can overcome those things and how you can use your voice. You don't have to, you know, because the only counter, the only way to counteract hate is with love. Yes. Come on. There's no other way. Yes. And um, so that's who I try to encourage my sisters, my brothers, the youth, even my elders, you know, many of our elders as well as our ancestors were lied to mm -hmm. yes and they passed those lies down you're right you know and that's part of what kept that cycle going generational wise you Absolutely. know so <laughs> you know mm -hmm. you know it's um it's remaining um true to self, you know, uh, and sometimes that can be very, very difficult 
And, you know, especially when you may be in the forefront of breaking those cycles for your family. Yes. Yes. You know, because maybe you're the only one that has broke it. That's right. So it can be a very lonely spot. And I can totally identify with you about when you were able to grasp what was going on with you, you know, and how you saw your friends falling off. They didn't want to be either. They didn't want to be bothered or they didn't want to face the fact that they too were in abusive relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like turning on the light. Right. Yes. Yes. And, you know, my understanding, um, women are more narcissistic in behavior than than men. Mm. Oh, I'm going to have to do some research on that. Mm-hmm. I, could, mm-hmm. I, could, I could see, you know, where you're going with that. But I sure am going to look up some more information on that. Yes. And so um, they often say it's a male trait Mm. and okay here's the thing from uh, the beginning of time well you know from the birth of you know the last child to the first birth it has remained the same process correct yes comes from woman yes but it comes from a woman, you know, we, I, um, I will save my thoughts on the rib. I will just save those <laughs> thoughts. But um, what, where I'm going with this is that they say that our men go from diaper to diaper. They go from diaper to diaper. And um, the blessing that we have with the second <coughs> um, second change of life, mm. you know, because we get to go through um, um, we get to. Um, problem solving, you know, all all the cognitive, you know, we we don't stay stuck in that primitive, you know, um, because you know you'll notice that in a lot of cultures, we coddled that boy, you know. Mm. So, where did that narcissistic son? pick up those narcissistic behaviors. Mm. So I don't doubt that. You know, and it being one of those learned behaviors and and whatever, because, you know, we will coddle a a son or a male, you know, before we coddle our daughter, our sister, the them. We, we tend to be so much tougher on them and, and, and you know women are the most oppressed group of all groups yes that's you know, that strength it, 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 it yeah it's 
because we're forced to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But- I oftentimes think that, like you said, we're forced to do it. It's not natural for us to do it, but we do it because it has to be done. Yes. Yes. And in in and that that has left us with no other option. Mm. You know? And um I don't know. I am just thankful for um the blessing of of, of, of my being and the great um, other connections that I have made with others that have the same goals and the same interests and the same, um, you know, desire to return to that original touch, yeah. that, 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 that first touch. That one from Creator. Yes. You know, the the one before anyone or anything ever touched my being. Yeah. I was by Creator. And I'm going to take my inherited feminine power. And I'm going to let it shine and let it shine. And I'm going to remember always to remind my sisters, you know, and my brothers of their inherited power. Yes. And encourage them and their cells and, and every bit of their makeup to remember, you know, and um, before we um, end this evening's um, talk this has been auntie talk time to talk with auntie you know what would you like to leave listeners what leave them with a little bit of who Felicia is Mm. what would I like to leave our listeners with That love is the way. That in order for us to shift the consciousness, the collective consciousness of humanity, we have to tap into love. Fear has done a number on so many of us so much that it's now time for us to come back to the light. To know that the light is what you mentioned before is the creator. This is the most high, is the divine intelligence that lives within us, is the all in all and I am. Love is the way that we get to heal the planet and honor Mother Earth. Love is the way. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I just feel so embraced right now. I just <laughs> I just you. feel your arms around me right now. <laughs> oh, no, I just I just wanna I do wanna hug you and this has been such a pleasure 
deep in my soul. It's just been good. I'm so grateful that I could be here in this space and time with you. And I am so blessed that you have a show that is exuding and illuminating love and light. Thank you. Thank you, Felicia. And um, thank you for visiting with your hostess, Indy41. And thank you for blessing inner tribal radio listeners with your with your good spirit, with your, your your beautiful words, just with with the love that you know um, you radiate. Mm. Well, it's an honor to be able to reflect your light on this show. Palamia. Mm. Wow, relatives. Was Felicia not a great guest? Because she was. She is that example of that higher vibration of love. We're going to close this evening's episode with the song by Outcast called Liberation.
Unless you're looking at the canvas of life, not through the people of mortality. Single-minded mentality, getting over on loopholes, getting paid twofold on technicalities. Clicking your heels, scared to voice how you feel, packing steel, picking cotton from the killing fields with no total. I don't think we in Kansas, no moto. Midwest, a dirty south, clean dress, a dirty mouth. Whether robbing preachers or killing poor righteous teachers, you a scared demon. Shouldn't be allowed to spread semen. Cowardly lines never define the jackals of Babel Running with they pack, tail between your legs Throw the mane on your head, say the story As you downplay your glory Cackling, helping the shackling of your brethren happen Just by rapping Libertad, Libertad, Libertad.